Welcome into the Arrowhead Attic Podcast, Chiefs Post Game Show. I'm a little shell shocked. I'm sure you all are as well. That was ugly. The Chiefs' streak of beating the Denver Broncos ends, and uh, Kansas City falls 24 to nine in maybe the ugliest game I've seen in a long time. There's been a few ugly ones. I mean, there was the Super Bowl loss, but that was ugly. That was bad. Chiefs did everything they could to lose that game. Um, Hey, look, I'm going to start you off with some good news if you're listening to this later. I think it should still be the case, but if you're listening to it right now on YouTube, Kansas City Chiefs are the number one seed in the AFC. They win the tiebreaker over Miami based on their strength of victory. They have a tiebreaker over Jacksonville uh, based on head-to-head and win percentage in conference game. Chiefs are number one seed. Still number one seed. Still number one seed. They beat Miami next week. Doesn't matter. None of it matters. It's a bad game. It happens. It's this year's Colts game. Mahomes is sick. They had everything that could go wrong, did go wrong. It's just bound to happen. Go look at any contender in the NFL, and you're going to find a game like this. Any Super Bowl champion, most likely, uh, other than the 72 Dolphins, you're going to find a game like this on their schedule. If you're watching us on YouTube, do me a favor. Hit that thumbs up button. Let's get some more Chiefs fans in here for a little group therapy. Let's make each other feel a little bit better. We got Matt Verderin from Sports Illustrated is going to be joining us in just a minute. Um, I wasn't planning on drinking tonight. Um, that's changed. I've got some Great Lakes Oktoberfest here. I've got some uh, single malt scotch, uh, Irish uh, Irish scotch, Irish whiskey, single malt Irish whiskey. Um, if you're drinking something, let me know what you're drinking and how you're coping with this in the chat. And then before Matt gets here, I just got to let you know. Um, if you're if you're feeling uh, angry and you just want to you know try to have some fun, uh, we've got a great deal for you with Superdraft DFS. Superdraft hosts daily fantasy prop games where you can complete for compete for a chance to win cash prizes. Game simple. For each contest, you're given a pool of props for upcoming games. You pick uh, uh, whether each prop will be the over or the under of the given total. You can choose from up to eight different props for a big win. Uh, if you want to join in on the action, we got you covered. Sign up with our promo code Arrow today and receive a deposit match of up to twenty dollars. You will also receive a free pick in your games. Um, so uh, th- uh, think of it like a free square in bingo or a free leg to a parlay. Use the code Arrow when signing up. Uh, it not only gets you these great rewards, but also lets you directly support our podcast. So make sure to use the promo code Arrow when you sign up. This offers only for new customers who are 18 and older, 19 and older in Alabama, and 21 and older in Massachusetts and are physically present in valid states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check out the episode description for the full terms. Again, that is Super Draft. Okay, that's a great way to support us, especially since we're all depressed right now. What's everybody drinking? Uh, Bay says I'm drinking a strong glass of whole milk. Um, yeah, what, what's every, how's everybody coping? with this one that i mean i don't know what to say like i'll be honest with you i don't know how we're gonna do an hour show after that what do you what's there to talk about um i'll find something uh okay let's start with uh let's start with throwing the ball backwards on third and fourth and short it's the andy reed special i said this on twitter nobody except maybe mccall except maybe demarcus robinson loves going backwards more than andy reed when it's a, a third and short situation. Um, and Cheever says, I'm drinking my blues away. Um, yeah, well, we'll be getting a Verderant. Don't, don't you worry about that. So let's, let's start kind of breaking this thing down. Um, look, Mahomes had the flu, and I don't know how much it affected him. 
but obviously he had a fever last night. I don't even know how he was out there, to be perfectly honest with you. When I have a fever, I'm donezo. I'm certainly not competing at the highest level in a professional sport the next day. Um, but it is what it is. He played. You're out there. You need to perform. And it wasn't his best day. 24-38 for Mahomes for 241. Zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Obviously, the last one there came on a Hail Mary attempt at the end of the game trying to make something happen. You know, you look at this game – and it's, yeah, it's just Tom Hood says it all, right? Embarrassing all over. It's just embarrassing. It was just an embarrassing game for them. And teams have these where they just go out and they lay an egg for whatever reason. You're overlooking your opponent. Or sometimes it's just a confluence of, of bad events. And that's what happened to the Chiefs in this game. Uh, and, you know, credit the Broncos. The, the Chiefs have been their daddy, their mama, their uncle, their grandpa for years now. And the Broncos came out. They're at home, and they didn't lay down. They, you know, people were talking about trading all their players away. Their season's over, and they came out and they had a good game plan. And we talked about it on Thursday. They had the exact game plan when we did our keys to the game. When I said what Denver was going to try to do, that's exactly what they did. They couldn't pass the ball really on the Chiefs the last time these two teams played. The Chiefs had a, got a lot of pressure. Got a lot of pressure on them today. The Chiefs have a weakness on defense. Their weakness, it's not a horrible weakness, but it's a weakness. Everybody's got a weakness. It's the run defense. And the Broncos saw what happened that last game where they ran the ball well against Kansas City, couldn't really throw it, and said, let's just run the shit out of the ball, try to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline and try to play good defense and run out the clock. And, and, and that's what they did. The Broncos won the time of possession 33-47 to 26-13 over Kansas City. She's barely had it, the ball in the second half at all. And, and that came down to Denver just committing to their plan. They ran the ball 40 times in this game for 153 yards. They only averaged 3.8 yards per carry. It, it didn't matter. It, it worked for them. It was effective. They ran the ball well, and then they, they had timely passes to get first downs, to get some key plays. They threw the ball up. Their guys made plays. They drew some penalties on the Chiefs. The Chiefs have a very strong secondary, but they got some timely penalties. And I think if you're the Broncos, that's what you need to do in this situation and try to keep the game close and hope that some things go your way. Well, that's exactly what happened. Mahomes throws a bad interception. Marquez Valdez-Scantling fumbles a ball after a catch, which would have been a first down. So, I mean, the Chiefs, Chiefs had five turnovers in this game. Five. Three fumbles, two picks, and the Broncos pretty much took care of business from there as Matt Verderam from Sports Illustrated joins us. Absolutely brutal, Verderam. Um, <laughs> I just was saying to the, to the audience, I don't know how we're going to do an hour show on this game because it's just like – there's not, it, it's a burn the tape for the Chiefs, right? It, it's a totally forget about it. But, but what, what's your what's – your, 10,000 foot view on this abject disaster. The, they should check if the Chiefs put money on Denver. Uh, <laughs> that was that was so embarrassingly bad. And everybody's going to, like, I saw a lot of people on Twitter, like, oh, the defense. The defense. I mean, look, <laughs> you could sit there and say, oh, they have 153 yards rushing. Yeah. On 3.8 yards an attempt. Yeah. I mean, Denver didn't run the ball like crazy. It was okay. It was fine, but it wasn't efficient. Like Denver didn't run the ball particularly well in that game. Russell Wilson threw for 114 yards and was sacked six times. Okay, yeah. like if you look at the if you look at the box score, 
Denver had 240 yards of offense. It stinks, okay? Why did they lose? Well, let's run down the reasons. Five turnovers, number one. Secondly, 0-3 in the red zone because they just can't stop peeing down their leg in the red zone. They uh, they took five penalties, many of which were very critical. They went 3 of 10 on third down. That is brutal. The Broncos went 6 of 14 on third down, which is, is pretty good. It's not great, but it's pretty good. The Broncos averaged 3.7 yards per play, which is hideous. The Chiefs were 4.8, which is mediocre. Um, but none of that matters when you turn the ball over five times. And I'm going to try to give a little bit deeper analysis. Now, by the way, before we get into how bad everybody stunk, George Karloftis, kudos to him, he had two and a half sacks today. Okay, yeah. now, let's, now that we're done talking about guys who played well, let's talk about guys who stunk. <laughs> um, Mahomes has to eat a lot of this. And I don't care that he had the flu. I don't care. This is the NFL he was probably hydrated to the hilt and had a million different medications in him. I'm not saying it doesn't affect you. The first interception he had was terrible. The fumble in the red zone, you cannot fumble that ball. You know you've been standing in the pocket for five straight seconds. Take a sack, man. Like If, if that's what it comes down to, you'll live with it fine. It didn't end up killing them because they ended up getting the ball back. And and, and Butker's Butker, and he had a, you know, whatever it was, 56-yard field goal. But Mahomes is not good in the game. That being said, Mahomes is also let down by the fact that Sky Moore does not have working hands. I, I am to the point with this. Look, this is my biggest takeaway from this long term. Because, like, short term, it sucks and all that. Look, if you said to me before the year started, there's six and two in the one seed going to Germany, you'd be like, that's great. I mean, there's not a Chiefs fan alive who would say that's not great. You're going to win the division, right? I mean, it's not Over exactly like what happened. It's some disaster from a big picture today. All right, it happened. I know you could sit there and say, how could they lose to Denver? They haven't lost to them since the Obama administration. Like, they're human. It happens. What's concerning to me moving forward, two things out of this game. Sky Moore has to just stop being on the field. I can't take it anymore. There is nothing positive about that man on the field. Nothing. He's not fast. He doesn't run good routes. He's not a great run blocker. Nothing. There's nothing that he does. And you can sit there and talk about how bad they sucked all day, and that's fine. If he has hands are down five points with a real shot to win that game in the fourth quarter. The other thing that happened in the game that to me was the turning point of the whole game, if you want to say it was a turning point, is Hardman's punt return muff. I'm not even going to kill Hardman for it because he doesn't typically fumble the ball, although it's indefensible he fumbled that ball. And he, but shouldn't have, he shouldn't have been trying to catch it there. Why in God's name were you fielding it at the five-yard line? And this is a Tobe thing. Because this has been going on forever. How dumb do you have to be to keep sticking them at the five-yard line? Plant your heels on the 10-yard line and don't go backwards. And that's a, that's the mantra that every team in the league has used for years on end. And the Chiefs are just like, hey, man, you want to field it six yards deep in the stands? Go for it. See what you can do with it. Stop doing it. My God, how many years does this have to go on before they stop doing this? And by the way, this happened last year when they lost to the Colts. Moore fumbled the ball at the five-yard line. Yep. In a playoff game against the Texans years ago, Tyreek Hill muffed the punt at the five-yard line. There was a game against Denver last year at Arrowhead where Tony fumbled the ball really deep in his own. I can't remember if it's not the 10, but it's really deep. How many times are you going to field the punt inside your own 10? The Broncos stink out loud. That team is awful. Okay, yeah. awful. Russell Wilson stinks. The receivers are nothing special. They gave up six sacks. They had a field goal block. Denver stunk in that game. But the Chiefs did everything possible to lose. And again, to me, 
It is the never-ending fetish with trying to field the ball inside the 10. And it is Sky Moore having 40-plus snaps a game. The only problem is who the hell do you put in there instead of him? And I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know who it is. They cl- Look, obviously right now it's not Justin Ross for very clear reasons. It It is not going to – MBS already on the field. Tony stinks as bad as Sky Moore does. So all these people – I know that's going to be an excellent. Why don't they put Tony – because he stinks. When When is he ever open? When's the last time Canarius Tony was running 20 yards free? I mean, I got to tell you, and I know this isn't the most like popular thing in the world with Chiefs fans, put Justin Watson on the field for his snaps. Because Justin Watson actually catches the football. So whatever you want about the guy, he catches the ball. They should put him out there. They should go to more 12 personnel and let Gray be on the field. Because the rest of these guys, it's a waste of time. It's a clown show. Moore has got to get off the field. Yeah. He is a complete waste of space. It is over. He cannot catch. He cannot run routes. There was even a play later in the game where Mahomes hit him right in the hands on a comeback route, but he's not running back to the ball, and he's standing there waiting for it, and the ball gets knocked out. He's not good, except that he's not good and move on with it already. Yeah, he's got to go. Like, I I would say trade him, but I don't know that anybody would bother. No, there's no point. Just bench him for the rest of the year, and at the end of this season, you just move on. He cannot play. It is like being shorthanded on offense when he's on the field. Yeah. I, and that's the, the most damning when you look at this. Sky Moore, one catch for eight yards, dropped a touchdown pass. Right. Kadarius Tony, one catch for four yards. He stinks. They both stink. Just it's enough for both of them. They, they then, would be, you could make a real argument. A real, they certainly would be seven and one because it would be Detroit without those two. You can make a real argument to today. Now, I won't go there. Denver, I think, would have won the game. Denver was, was the better team. But, like, look, let's also be clear. And I'm, I'm when they lost week one, I gave the Lions all the credit in the world. Denver stinks. Okay, that was not some game you looked at and went, wow, Denver. Denver had, like, 240 yards of offense. With five giveaways, they had 240 yards of offense. Okay, that, that team is a bad football team. But the Chiefs made a ton of errors. And despite it all, it was 14-9, and Sean Payton, with I got to be honest, I thought it was an insane decision, punting the ball yeah. from inside the 40. Yeah. But as was the, the case today, the Chiefs were like, no, no, please, not today. You take it, and just fumbled the ball at the five-yard line. So it is what it is. It's it's It was such a frustrating game if you're a Chiefs fan. And, and one of the things that really drove me nuts – and. On Thursday's show, you weren't on that show, Vertoran, but on Thursday's show, I talked about the keys of this game. And I said, Denver's going to try to run the ball down Kansas City's throat because it's their only chance. It's their only chance. It's their only weakness. And credit Denver for sticking to their guns and running the ball 40 times. The fact that, and you pointed out how bad Denver is, the fact that the Chiefs sacked Russell Wilson as many times as they did when he only attempted 19 passes is is a tribute to how good the defense is, how bad the, the Broncos are. And this is a game where Denver's going for broke, right? They've got no chance, so they're just they're going to try to do – They're just well, this is the only thing to work for us, so they try to do it. The other thing I mentioned was that Denver stinks at stopping the run and that the Chiefs should run the ball in this game. And what do they do? They give Isaiah Pacheco eight carries. Eight carries for 40 yards. He had a 19-yard run. He looked good. They just get away from it. Your quarterback's got the flu. He's probably drugged up to the hilt. He's He gets banged up in the game. Your receivers stink. Oh, let's throw the ball 38 times. This was a close game. 
The other thing that drives me nuts about them, and I, I'm not going to blame them for it on that last play that Sky Moore dropped because it was a touchdown. You got to throw that ball. But they all they get in these situations earlier in the in the game. They they needed like five yards. They needed a first down. They were losing. They were struggling. Mahomes takes a shot. Just get the first down. Just just move the chains and go get points. And the last thing is Andy's obsession with throwing the ball backwards when they and doing cute plays when they need short yardage. Yeah. It's it's just absolutely yeah. infuriating. I didn't even get into that because I I just can't do it again. I I feel like I've had this conversation about this team for 10 years now with him as their head coach. I I knew it was funny, like I always I was on the phone with the old man watching the game, and I said to him as they were breaking the huddle, they weren't even in formation yet. On that, on that like little what I don't even call it, the slip screen to rice, that little toss play. It's like you you know, you just know some some BS is coming. And oh yeah, absolutely. Sure enough, like can't just can't bother to run the ball like a normal team or you know, throw the ball for a few yards. No. No, we're going to run a screen pass behind the line. Like, you're actively making the distance you need to cover longer. Right. It's it's just insane. And then the McKinnon throw is just even more ridiculous. Like, hey, let's throw three yards behind the line of scrimmage and hope we can gain five instead of the two we needed originally. At some point, it's going to burn you. And in that game, the Chiefs had opportunities early in the game. Fumble by MVS. Bad interception by Mahomes. Right? I mean... Two red zone trips, you get six points. Then you make a third red zone trip, and you fumble the ball away. Like, it's a clown show. It's a joke. It's it's unbelievable. Like Andy's at the podium right now. Like, yeah, you know, five turnovers. It's on me. No, nah, man. Like, it's it's a nice thing to say as a coach. It's on you. Like, I get it. You're not going to throw your guys under the bus, and that's that's fine. So you have to say. But you know, I will say this, and this isn't pleasant for a lot of Chiefs fans. It is reality. This is not going to like. This is not magically getting better. Like now, I'm not saying they're going to keep losing. Like, there, if, if you said to me right now, who do you think is the best team in the AFC? I honestly think it's them. Like when they play the way they can play, I think it's them. The problem with that is they are so limited at receiver that when they play teams that can play defense, like Cincinnati, who by the way just plowed the Niners, like the Niners, or the, the Bengals are going to say, "You're not beating us with Kelsey. You're just not," and you're going to have to run the ball. And you're going to have to play disciplined and you're going to have to play smart. And they don't want to do that. They do not want to do it. It's not how they want to play. It's not, it's not in their vocabulary. And if they continue to play these games or they just force the ball to these receivers, they're losing to good teams. Okay. I mean, I, I can take that. And the reason it's not going to change, they don't have the cap space to go out and trade for somebody. Like I keep seeing people like, hey, go get D Hop. Bro, they don't have the money. Yeah. They're not getting DeAndre Hopkins. They're not getting Mike Evans. They, they gave no money. They can't afford anything. They, yeah. They've traded away draft picks for Kadarius, Tony, and McCall Arden. They aren't getting anyone else. Yeah. That, this it, it, is it. This is the team. And it's a team, by the way, that entered today as Super Bowl favorites. And we'll leave today as Super Bowl favorites. But let's be real. They have a clear, defined weakness on this roster. And it is something that they have to be actively working to scheme around. And if they're not going to do that, and they're just going to ask Mahomes to be Jesus Christ and walk on water every week, he's going to throw 15-plus picks this year. It's going to happen. 
And they're going to have games where they, they go one of five in the red zone because they don't have the horses. And yeah, Mahomes is the play better than today. Granted, I'm not arguing that point at all. But you're not playing smart football by saying, hey, Sky Moore, here's 45 snaps, bro. Go for it. I, I hate, I, I genuinely don't like to be a jerk. He stinks. He is not a good football player, man. Point blank. It's just what it is. I think the guy's out there trying. I don't think it's a lack of effort. I think he probably feels bad. He's not a good NFL player. It's just what it is. It happens. I'm not trying to rag on the guy, but it's just, it, look, it, sorry. If you're going to keep putting him out there, I mean, I'm not blind to it either. Like, he can't play. Yeah. So if you're the Chiefs, you have to do one of a few things. You've either got to change some of your, your personnel distribution and play those guys differently. You've got to alter your style a little bit. Or you just got to keep playing like this. And look, if they can do it in the regular season, they'll probably go 12 and 5 or whatever it is. And they'll win a bunch. They might even be the one seed. But when you play really good defenses, you're not beating them with Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, and, and just an absolute festive nonsense. You're not doing it. If you're going to run the ball at Pacheco eight times, it's just, that's it. It's not, it's not going to work. And you mentioned DeAndre Hopkins is a potential trade target. The, the 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 Tennessee Titans just started their young quarterback Will Levis, who looked like Joe Montana today after after suffering through, uh, you know Ryan Tannehill, the corpse of Ryan Tannehill. They ain't trading DeAndre Hopkins if, because they, if they if they know what's good for him, they're going to keep trotting Levis out there and see what they got in him, see if he can keep playing like that. And you don't trade a guy like that away. I will say, we've talked about it before. If I'm Brett Veach, I'm picking up the phone. I'm calling Carolina. And I'm saying, listen, Adam Thielen, he ain't going to be on your team next year. I'll give you Sky Moore. I'll give you – what do you want? What do you want for Adam Thielen? Because I can, because he can afford him, he can play outside, and he's played in the slot this year, and he's looked fantastic. He's versatile. He's reliable. He's cheap. If the Chiefs want to improve their wide receiver court, this is a team that – Carolina is not going anywhere. I would pick up the phone. I would call about Thielen. They might not do it. They should, because that's one thing that could improve things. Another reliable receiver for Patrick Mahomes. We want to get some super chats here. Um, shout out to uh, Kansas. Uh, uh, game over, man. Game over. We'll be fine. Love the optimism. It'll be all right. Edric chimes in, says three things. Tip this off this week. One, the Ross BS. Two, Travis out. Uh, not going to read that. Um, uh, wait, what is it? Yeah, I don't know what that means, so I'm not going to say it. Uh, three, Mahomes flew before the game. Yeah, look, there were some signs. There were some distractions. Um, but I think this probably happens anyway. They they just played. They just they didn't get off the plane. Uh, Raymond Chandler, our guy, um, we know now for sure why Mahomes doesn't trust uh, or throw to Sky. Yep. Um, Rhett ch chimed in as well. Appreciate your support, everybody. The lack of a run threat is becoming an issue, and wide receivers are pathetic. 100 college wide receivers make that Sky that play, that sky play. And yeah, I'm going to bring it back to the run. When, when things aren't going well like that, you've got this really good running back and Isaiah Pacheco who runs really hard, who can wear defenses down and they just don't, it's just Andy. Is, is he ever going to change and just say, Hey, things aren't working. Let me pound the run. Let me pound the rock with my, my really good running back. No, I, I look, and I openly admit, this is the dumbest take I have in football. 
It is so dumb, it's embarrassing. And yet, I, I cannot shake this take. I've had it for years. I honest to God believe there's a part of Andy Reid that it's just not fun enough. It's not fun enough to run it, to run the ball 35 times. It's not. Doesn't want to do it. Just it's it's not entertaining enough. And I and I don't mean that in the sense of like, hey, Andy wants to jump up and down on the sideline. Andy loves to design plays. A lot of them obviously passing plays. And I think a lot of it with Andy is just, I want to run these plays. They're, they're, I want to see how it works. It's entertaining. And I want to do it. This goes back to when he was Eagles head coach. And that was an era where teams ran the ball way more. And it didn't matter. He threw the ball nonstop. And I think there's part of him that it's just, it with Mahomes, hey, man, you have carte blanche to do it now. Throw all day. Why not? Screw it. Have a blast. Go for it. And I, I really, like, I genuinely think there is a part of it that he, it just bores him. He doesn't want to do it. And I know that's stupid. I get it. But I have no other explanation for it. They have one of the best running backs in the league. I'm not saying he's a top three guy or anything, but he's a top 10 running back in the NFL. They treat him as though he is like this spare part that can't be used. And let's also be clear. Like the other part of this, too. Like McKinnon, is he made of glass? Like, can he ever see the football? I, I know all this stuff is about waiting until the playoffs. Okay, can, can, he, can he take the ball like five to ten times a game? Is it going to kill him? I mean, it's just crazy. I, I just think ultimately they are who they are, which is typically, which is typically a great football team. And for all like for all the stuff today that's wrong with them. If they didn't just have an aneurysm all day long, they still would have beat Denver. Like, I know this. I'll say this right now because I think it's going to get lost. They they will beat Miami next week. I know right now, like, I'm sure people in the chat are like, you're out of your mind. You watch because that's who they are. They will hear all week that they're garbage. They, have, they, they turn the ball over five times. They looked like total crap. Everything went wrong. Watch. That's, that's, that is the absolute most Chiefs thing in the world to turn around after losing like that to a team that is a complete waste of time. They will then go to Germany. They'll be laser-focused because that's who they are, and they'll, they'll have all their top stuff called up, and they'll score like 35 points. and win the game. That's just – maybe I'm wrong. I, I was – I felt all week like this is the type of game the Chiefs could overlook. It's just a classic, like you got Miami up next. You just beat them two weeks ago. You could just see this coming. And now I didn't see it to this extent, but like you could see an ugly game coming. It's what happened. I feel like now, like this is the this is the classic. Now they'll now they'll go over to Germany and Mahomes will just go out of his mind. Because of course he will, because they're coming off the worst game he's probably ever played in his career. Yeah, it was brutal. Um, USAF Chiefs fan, what's up, man? Uh, the Broncos were running cover two, which he did well against last year. What was Denver doing different to throw them off? It's it's tough to see without the, you know, you don't get the all 22 view, obviously, when you're watching the broadcast. So we'll have to look into it. But I think for me, and I saw a couple other people mention in the chat, like, hey, I felt like the offensive line had a bad day. I don't agree with that. I think Mahomes had plenty of time. No, my God, he held the ball forever. Forever. It, it, some of those plays, and I think it's, I think to USAF Chiefs fan, I, 
I honestly think it's what has been the problem all year, which is that on some of these plays, he's got plenty of time. They drop everybody back in shell coverage and nobody's open. And, you know, they're holding Kelsey. If Kelsey doesn't get open and he doesn't have a hot or doesn't go to a hot, he stands there for quite a long time and has nobody to throw the ball to. And I think that combined with the fact that he was sick, combined with the fact that the Chiefs kept turning the ball over and he was in a bad position, which forces everybody to start pressing. I just think all of those things, again, I said at the top of the show, it's a confluence of events. Like it was like one domino went and then another went and then another went and you just could, you could just feel it coming. And they can too. It's a momentum game. Shout out to Olivia for the super chat. No comment. Appreciate you. AJ says, is the receiving core that bad or does Mahomes not trust any of them? He's holding onto the ball way longer this year. I don't think it's, I mean, they're, I just don't think they're open. I think that's why. I mean, he threw the ball to Sky Moore on a fourth down for a touchdown. He trusted him to catch the ball. He didn't catch it. Their receivers aren't good. I mean, I don't like sometimes I really think like we just we just go way too in the weeds on this stuff. Like, guys, just look at the game. I mean, just look at it. Like physically watch the game and look at it. Like he doesn't have good receivers. They stink. They don't get open. I, I mean, I, and when they do get open, he hits them. I mean, how many times this year has Mahomes just brazenly missed some guy wide? I'm not saying it never happens. He's a human being. It happens. But it's not like Mahomes is like missing guys left and right. When they're open, he hits them. They they're not open. They're not and take it from someone who watches the all 22 of these games. Like they're not open. It's it's not it's easy to be the screenshot all 22 guy who's like, this guy was his fourth read and he got like yeah, that's nice. Like that's not the way the NFL works. They're not open. Sky Moore is not open. Then he gets open and Mahomes made a perfect throw. I mean, you couldn't you could have walked it down there and placed it in his hands better, and Moore just drops the ball. I was at the Detroit game when he hit him on fourth and 25 in his hands, dropped it, went right to his hands. Yeah. These guys aren't good. And like, I know, I know at some point, like you just have to be realistic about it. You know what I mean? Like at some point you do just have to look at it and go, Hey man, guy's not good. Like, and I, and I will blame Brett Veach for this part of it. And I think, Veach has done a great job, obviously, since he's been with the team. He's been amazing. They banked openly a ton on Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony. Yeah. They stink. They stink out loud. They are awful, both of them. And Juju being gone, like Juju's done nothing in New England, but you could argue maybe it would have been different in Kansas. Maybe it wouldn't have been. Maybe, maybe it was like they got him in the right year and that's fine. They are getting nothing out of two guys that they publicly and privately thought were going to be gangbusters. This year. They stink. Those two guys can't do anything. They're lucky as hell they landed Richie Rice. Yeah. Do you know what this team would look like if he wasn't on the team? Yeah. I mean, forget it. But I think there's so much talk about, well, they can go get somebody. Guys, they're not, like, I see somebody in the chat. Right? Justin Jefferson, brother, I'm not kidding. Justin Jefferson, like, I know you're kidding. I get it. I'm not, like, bad. I get it. You're kidding. But they're not going out and getting anybody. It's not happening. Cole Harden was their move. I'm telling you, like, that was their move. Yeah. They're not getting anybody. And so now you're sitting here with this group. They don't like it's just, it's just reality. They have to run the ball more effectively. They have to do that. They have to run the ball more effectively, they have to play off play action. And if they're gonna sit here and just not acknowledge that, they're gonna lose games to good teams. But I do believe, I do. Next week. Everybody's down on him. Everybody's that is the classic game with this team. 
where, where was this a week ago? How could they win? Also, by the way, that's how the NFL works. The Eagles looked like dog shit against the Jets. Could not have been any worse. Pound Miami the next week. It's just, it's the NFL, man. Everybody thought the Niners were going to go 16-1 and a couple weeks ago. They're now in second place in the division at five and three. They're a wreck. Yeah. Welcome to the NFL. Yeah. Uh, so now you said it, but I want to, because we had a super chat from Leon, Leon Sandcastle, longtime viewer of the show. Appreciate you. Said, Matt V, who would you trade for and what? Now you said you don't think the Chiefs will make a move. No. If they were, what would you do? Uh, I mean, again, I've said it before. I think Mooney's interesting. Um, I think I mean Hopkins. I don't think they're trading Hopkins. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins being traded. Um, I I mean honestly, Christ, I'd call about Juju. Hey man, like what's that going to cost? It's going to cost nothing for the record, and cost nothing. So I would do that. Um, but they're not making a big move. They're not. They don't want to give up draft capital. They've already given up a lot of it. They don't have a lot of cap space. They're not. Like, I. I just look. I. I. I'm just telling you. Like, they're not making another move. This is. This is the team. Like, the, unless they completely change course. As of a week ago, like the strong inclination I got, they're done. This is it. This is the team. And at some point, you got to do something. And they've got to change. And I, I. I get it, man. It's easy. Like, as much as I've gotten on Sky Moore tonight, and I think rightfully so, at Hardman for his gaffe. This is on Andy more than it is anybody else, in my opinion. Like, you have to know what your personnel is. And he just will not on the football. I mean, this was a game that most of the game was a one-score game. And yet, you're sitting here, like Isaiah Pacheco's usage this year. Okay, now mind you, they've either won every game they've been in or every game's been a one-score game into the, well into the fourth quarter. Eight carries against Detroit, eight carries against Denver. Every other game's at least seen the ball 12 times on the ground. The two times he hasn't, they've lost both games. Yeah. Uh, it's it's all the time. But even even again, like 12 carries against Jacksonville. Not enough. He ran for 5.8 yards carry that game. 15 against the Bears. And okay, like fun. Look, that was that's fine. And and they, they smoked the Bears. Okay. 20 against the Jets. Ran great. 115 yards. Okay. 20 carries. No problem. No problem here. That's fine. 16 carries against Minnesota. 55. Okay, the game wasn't going that well for them to run the ball. I can live with that. 16 against Denver the first game. Probably should have ran the ball more in that game. 13 last week. I won't kill them for that because they're throwing the ball at will against the Chargers. Fair enough. But the two times they've lost this year, both times, eight carries in the game. They just get in these things where they will not run the football. And it kills you. It kills you. You need some balance. It doesn't have to be 50-50. It shouldn't be 50-50. It should be like two to one. And in this game today, for the record, to put a bow on this whole thing, the Chiefs. Through 38 times, Mahomes ran three times, which means they called 41 passes against 13 runs. Yeah. It's a joke. It's ridiculous. And it was it was a one score game most of the entire game. Until it was five minutes long. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's insane. And and that's what that's what you end up getting. You get a team that's just and like the worst part, and I'll wrap it here for me, you could see all game. They could not get open. They could not get open. And they were just like, that's fine, just keep doing it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you go home. You'll lose. Now, I know we got to get you out of here right before you leave, though. 
what would you say? There's a lot of a lot of people who've been watching you on the show for a long time. They love your takes. Um, Chiefs fans take it hard when they lose. You know, they just do. They care. It's one of the best damn fan bases in the NFL. They take it hard. It's frustrating. It doesn't happen very often, especially to Denver. It's not. So what what is your silver lining? What is your message to a Chiefs fan who might be listening oh. to this, who's feeling real down? They're going to be miserable all week about this. What would you say to them? They're, they're six and two, and they're the number one seed in the AFC. I mean, look, guys, look, all seriousness, in all seriousness, they're six and two. They are like the division's over. Okay, they they buried that thing a week ago. Unless Gay's injury is significant, they walk out of this game without any major injury. Okay, they they have the best quarterback in the world. He played like crap today, but the whole team played like crap. They like he'll he'll be fine. I'm not worried about Patrick Mahomes. He was probably the MVP of the league coming into today. The receivers are a real concern. The defense continues to be fantastic. I don't care. I don't give a shit that they gave up 24 points. They gave 24 points because the offense basically gave Denver the ball to 23 different times. All right. Like they gave up 240 or so yards of offense. The, the defense was spectacular. They kept them in the game, the whole game, with five turnovers to get them in the game. They have a great defense, great kicker and punter, best quarterback in the league. Kelsey's not a receiver, but he's one of the top five receiving targets in the NFL. Okay. I will disagree, and I know, Patrick, you agree with me on this. The offensive line today was not their problem. Their, their offensive line was fine in this game. They, they just, gave them three sacks because he had to hold the ball for 10 seconds every time. I still believe this is the best team in the AFC. I know it's easy to just say, how could you say that after a loss? Because like I, because I'm not a hamster with a five-second memory. Yeah. They're 6-2 and because they're really good. They boat race Jacksonville. They, they lost to Detroit in one of the most ridiculous games you'll ever see. Detroit's a good football team. They've hammered other teams. They've blown teams out this year. Like, look, they're not perfect, but show me the team that is. They're 6-2. and two. They have it all in front of them. And if they go beat Miami on Sunday, which, by the way, they're favored to do, if they do that, Everybody's going to be sitting here going, they're 7-2 at the bye with a game up on, on Miami and a breaker. What are you worried about? The, it's all in front of them. But that loss today, it, it's, a, it's a hideous game. It's one game. They lost to the Colts last year in a game that I'm convinced the FBI should investigate for the Chiefs laying money on the Colts. They won the Super Bowl. It happens. It's sports. But I think, I think the receiver thing's a real issue. Everything else to me, I think they're fine. They're the guy who's like, who did the Chiefs plot this year? Well, bro, they beat Denver by two scores, the Chargers by 14 points, the Bears by roughly 87 points. I mean, th that, those are blowouts in the NFL. Those are blowouts. In the, this isn't, this isn't when, when you're Alabama and you play the whack, okay? Like, this is the National Football League. You win a game by more than 10 points, you blow that team out. So – there were, and by the way, against Jacksonville and the Jets, they they won by eight and, and granted three. They knelt down on the one-yard line in both instances. Okay, or those would have both been double-digit games. In the NFL, that's a blowout. The Chiefs got blown out today. But I, I honestly think in the end, I think this team's going to be 13-4. You know, They're going to be right where they need to be. And the question is, how much did they address these issues before they get to January? That's it. I mean, they're, they're long-term. If somebody said to you before the year, six and two, number one in the AFC, would you take it? 100%. Of course. Of course. 
Yeah. Of course you take it. And that's where they're sitting right now. Yeah. As Matt Verderan from Sports Illustrated, thank you for joining us. I think we'll have you on next week about that Miami game. It's a big one, uh, but uh, enjoy the what's remaining of your weekend, if you can, and try to not have too many nightmares tonight about the Chiefs. Appreciate you, Matt. You got it. Cool. That was Matt Verderam, Sports Illustrated, former Arrowhead Attic podcast co-host of mine. Uh, always bringing you a great Verderant post game uh, and some good and insightful uh, perspective. We got a few more super chats to get to. Um, our guy, uh, our, uh, Jess Ferris, a longtime viewer of the show. Chiefs could have had Pickens. Whoever said draft more should retire. Uh, who could we target next year at wide receiver? We won't have much money. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, I, don't, I haven't looked at who's going to be available, who's going to be a free agent at wide receiver. I think. I think the Chiefs' best bet, though, is to continue to develop Rasheed Rice because he looks like he's got something. I think they can make a little bit better use of Noah Gray, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, He was open for a touchdown today. Mahomes decided to go to Kelsey. It was probably his first read, but it was there. Uh, Noah Gray's been a nice player for them. And then through the draft, it may be time to use their first-round pick on a wide receiver, and they maybe want to move up a little bit, be aggressive, and get that person because I think the rest of the team is nails, man. They're really good. The offensive line's been really great. The defense is one of the best in the league. They've got Pacheco. They're in really great shape. They've just got some missing pieces. Leon, uh, or we, we did Leon's. Um, Rhett says, appreciate you, Rhett, for the super chat. Sky is the wide receiver version of CEH. Chiefs will keep him around because he's cheap and he uh, and he was a high pick. You know, Rhett, I don't know, man. I mean, they might not trade him just because they may not be able to get anybody to trade for him. But he's played poorly enough to where I mean, you see teams give up on guys. The Giants, they give up on Kadarius Tony. It just didn't work out. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. He came to Kansas City. He helped him win a Super Bowl. For me, it was worth it just for that. And if he hangs around and is a, is a useful gadget guy for them, great. But it happens. Sometimes, look, Brett Veach has been excellent. He's really good. He's made some mistakes. He's human. Just like the Chiefs today, the Chiefs are human, and they had the worst possible game that they'll probably have all season. But they're still a really, really good football team. And I, you know, to give you a little bit more perspective, I know this is one of those things where you sit here and you say, oh, man, like, they stink. And, you, you know, it's, it's hard to separate yourself from this moment to think about the rest of the season. And I've fallen victim to this dozens of times with the Chiefs where I'm like, they stink, it's not going to improve, this is who they're going to be all year, and that is just not the case. It is a long season. They're going to change, they're going to morph, and under Andy Reid, these Chiefs teams have generally gotten better throughout the course of the season, not worse. And sometimes a game like this, a loss like this, an embarrassing one like this, is a good thing, because it's a pressure test. Okay, we think maybe we can get these receivers going, but I don't know. We've got some doubts about them. What's the deal? And then you have a game like this, and you're like, all right, we got to figure something out here. The Chiefs are learning from games like this. They're learning from the close wins, but they'll learn a lot more from a game like this. They're going to go, they're going to watch this tape, and then they're going to light it on fire. But Andy Reid, the coaching staff, Brett Veach, like – would you rather them have a game like this in the first round of the playoffs, or the second round of the playoffs, or, or towards the end of the season when the number one seed's on the line? No, of course not. Fine. Get it out of the way now. Get it out of the way with a crappy team like Denver who's not going to be there at the end. It's your first AFC loss. Like, all right, fine. Fine. Now that's out of the way. You learn something. It's a little bit like when you feel better after you're done throwing up, right? 
the Chiefs should feel a little bit better after this because they should hopefully learn some things to improve their football team, improve their game strategy, so that when they play a game next week that really matters against the Miami Dolphins, they don't do this. I would be shocked if they play like this again this year, and especially next week against Miami. That's a huge game for them. Uh, more, a few more Super Chats got to get to, and, and we're going to bring on the rest of our crew as well. Sterling Holmes and Joe Summers, welcome, fellas. Uh, is that, does that hat say chefs? Yes, it does. A beautiful, that's a beautiful thing. And, and, and they were. They were the chefs tonight. Those were not the Kansas City Chiefs we know and love. Is, is Sterling Holmes and Joe Summers join us? Sterling, I, you've got a bottle of brown. I got a bottle of brown. Cheer, cheers to you guys. Let's let's open them up. Let's take a swig. Let's all soak together here. Don't cry because it's over. <laughs> Smile because it happened. 16 straight wins against a team is a very impressive feat. It was going to come to an end at some point. Uh, I think I would rather be on this side of things than on the Broncos side of things. Congratulations. They've won one out of the last 17. They played <laughs> better today. Five turnovers. That is going to do it. Um, a lot of thoughts I want to get to, especially on the wide receivers. But, man, that was the worst game I can remember since the Tennessee Titans beat down. What was that, 27-3? 27, I think that's what it was, 27-3 of uh, 2021. Yeah. Um, this sucked ass. <laughs> it was two scoops of ass, as you're, as you're fond of saying. Joe, I I, I, I want to let you know that I pretty much emptied my bankroll on the Chiefs. I know, <laughs> and they got the, When they got the plus uh, territory. Um, Me too. Yeah, so I, I'm going to have to make another deposit because uh, it's all gone. Yeah, this was as wonderful and perfect and amazing as the Chargers win was. This was equally as terrible. And I'm, I'm really sad right now for a lot of reasons, but chief among them, I, chief among them, chef among them. I, I like to wear this, this Marcus Peters jersey when we play the Broncos because the last time that we had lost to the Broncos, September 2015, that was the game that Marcus Peters had his first career interception and touchdown. I love to wear it as a reminder of how long it had been. And unfortunately, the, the, the days are over. This might take me a second. So it's an emotional time. i take it off. Yeah. Don't, don't light it on fire. That looks like a nice jersey. But yeah, Joe's, Joe's taking it off. What you got on under there? Oh, it's the Arrowhead Act hoodie. That's right. Because no matter how poorly the Chiefs play, we got you here at the Arrowhead Attic podcast. Uh, we got some we more go. super chats to get to, and then I want to hear Sterling's thoughts on the wide receivers. Um, this one from from Rohit: Why do the Chiefs struggle at scouting certain offensive positions, but excel at identifying defensive talent? And I think that's that's actually a nice segue into into Sterling talking about the wide wide receivers. They must they they got something going. They get good defenders, but what's the issue with receivers here? I mean, it's at all levels. It's it's the ability to identify talent. It's the ability to develop talent. It's the ability to insert whatever you have and make them fit into your system. The Chiefs have had a deficit at all three in the Brett Veach area, uh, era. Again, this is not me trying to say what Brett Veach has done here. Just throw out the window. Those Super Bowls, those flags fly, uh, fly forever. Again, he's done a phenomenal job, but there's clear, uh, clearly a disconnect, especially at wide receiver. Now, some of the issue is, Sky Moore, congratulations. You got open this game, Sky Moore. Congratulations, Sky Moore. You decided to tape bricks to your hands this game. Like, I mean, I don't understand the – and I've been really patient with Sky Moore. If you've listened to this podcast at all, I have been the Sky Moore um, 
kid gloves, kid gloves, small school. You know, I kept saying he, he he's good at getting open. He, this is what he did in college, but he will find a way to develop into a reliable NFL wide receiver, a la Deontay Johnson. I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, sorry, earmuffs, kids, because Sky Moore okay. was brutal. I mean, brutal. I, I, sorry. No excuse now. You know, PFF had him ranked higher last year than George Pickens, just his sample size wasn't there. And I go, well, maybe this is some cause for some optimism. Maybe with a larger sample size, he will figure it out. No. George Pickens is that dude. Sky Moore. The sky's not the limit. I don't know. Anything about five foot three apparently is the limit. Uh, Kedarius Tony, thank you for your Super Bowl appearance. Thank you for what you did there. That seems to be all you've done. Seems like. The wide receiver one talk was completely asinine. It was unfounded. I'm done with the injuries. Toe knee? Yeah, no shit, because all he has injured nonstop is his toe and his damn knee. That's what we have to deal with with him. Um, who else? MVS, how have you been in the NFL for five or six years now, and you don't know how to come back to a ball? Seriously, five or six years, and you don't know how to come back to a ball? Like, I get you're a deep ball threat, but you're 6'4". You have long arms. Come back to the rock. It's not that hard. Rasheed Rice, uh, you have one drop a game, but outside of that, you're very, very talented. I like to see where you're going. Appreciate you, Rasheed Rice. Uh, Justin Watson, all reliable. Do yeah. we actually – am I clamoring for more Justin Watson? Is that Who would have thought that heading into the season, I would say, you know what? Give me more Justin Watson because here's where I am in 2023. And folks that want Juju Smith-Schuster back, have you seen the guy? Juju Smith-Schuster has glass knees. He makes Tony's knees look legitimately solid. It's No, that guy is more wa- washed than Russell Wilson, okay? The Chiefs are fine in a nutshell. They're 6-2. and two. I have to get that off my chest. I'm just so frustrated. How do we come to here? How do we get to this point to where the Chiefs' wide receivers – either get open and Mahomes doesn't trust him or they don't get open and Mahomes just decides to have seven seconds in the pocket and then eventually is not throw the ball away and take a sack. I don't get it. But let's be fair. He, he probably, he was sick when, when they did get open tonight, he probably thought he was hallucinating and was afraid to throw the ball because it was, you know, it was going to end up getting intercepted. Joe, what's your take on this, this abject disaster? Man? The most, frustrating part of it to me is that I don't think that you can argue that Veach hasn't invested in the wide receiver room. the draft picks we traded to get Tony spending a second on Sky Moore, obviously the second on rice so far so good on that one, but we've spent significant investments and in capital into the room. MBS is making $11 million this year. That's the sixth highest cap hit on our entire roster. Like we have made the investment in the wide receivers outside of rice. It seems that we have just made the wrong ones. And if that's going to happen, then you need all your auxiliary pieces to be effective. Legarius Sneed, who's been amazing this season, and I hope that we extend him. He had a penalty problem today. Mahomes obviously wasn't as sharp as he normally is. Like there, there were players that normally come through for you that didn't today. And when that happens and you get the turnovers and the muffed punt from McCall, which what a disaster after how great it was last week. What a disaster. But when you get those bad plays, instead of just everybody picking up the slack, then those warts on your resume become more obvious. Obvious. So I'm optimistic about Rice. I, I know Kelsey and Mahomes are going to be fine long term, but this was an opportunity to get to seven and one, to clear Jacksonville and the bunch a game in the in the conference race. Uh, 
it sucks. It is a lost opportunity. But the fact that it was so bad that Mahomes was so ineffective and I mean, until the wheels fall off at the end, we were still in a position to win gives me hope. It's just, if you had said before the game, in the pregame, if we had told you Russell Wilson was going to throw for 114 total yards and get sacked six times, the Broncos as a team were going to average 3.8 rushing yards on attempt, and the Chiefs were going to get our asses kicked. I wouldn't have bought it. So it's just, it's just a game from hell that hopefully we clean up going into next week. We, we've seen how fluky the NFL is, but holy smokes, that it's embarrassing for right now. More super chats we got to get to real quick, guys. Um, on the money, appreciate you. Says, team looks off. This feels like a letdown season. No touchdowns today. Little Pacheco today, and wide receivers are grossly mediocre. I'll say it again. Don't let this one game, like, trick you, right? The devil is a liar. This is a devil game. It's Halloween, whatever you want to call it, man. It's, it is. It, remember a couple of years ago when the Chiefs were going through, you know, everybody was dropping into shell coverage and, Mahone, and everything was off. And I predicted that they were going to lose to Green Bay. And then I had to chug beers and, you know, on the podcast, like, oh, it, at that time, it felt like, oh, geez, like this is just, this is a lost season. It's not going to work out. They're not good. And where were they at the end? Home, hosting the AFC Championship game. This is a good team. This is a veteran team. It's the best defense Mahomes has ever had. Like, they just played like shit today. Like, it, you know, I saw somebody in the chat say, oh, here come the excuses. No, like, there's – I mean, they they played like shit and they still could have won. That's my excuse. Like, they just – you turn the ball over five times, you lose. And, and, and Denver, you know, I'm hesitant to say Denver outplayed them, but they did because they won the game. Denver made fewer boneheaded mistakes than the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs had more yards, uh, despite not having the ball. Like the Denver held the ball. The Denver Denver came in executed a very simple game plan, very very simple game plan, which we talked about on Thursday that they were going to do, and they executed it pretty well. And the Chiefs did everything they could to lose the game, and so they lost. And credit Denver for being like the only way we can win this game is to run the hell out of the football, try not to turn it over. And, and, and have Russell Wilson drop back as few times as humanly possible, um, and he still got sacked six times, and then hope that Mahomes has the flu, McCole Hardman fumbles, muffs a punt, MVS fumbles when he gets tackled from behind, and he decides not to run the ball. They, they run backwards when they need two yards. Like, all of those things happened, and that was what Denver was banking on, and that's what happened, and congratulations. That's what it takes for, for them to win their first game in 17 years. Well, and to, to your point, the Super Bowl odds just updated – Kansas City Chiefs are still the sole favorites to win the Super Bowl. So at large, it doesn't look like like sports books in Vegas are, are too afraid either. For now, it sucks, but we're we're the last week still happened. The last six wins still happened, and you can't take it away. It's just this was as bad as it could have gotten. When you look around the NFL, every single team has a bad loss. Again, it's not making excuses. I, you know, Mahomes had the flu. If it was that bad, then put in Blaine Gabbert. I mean, I mean, it's the NFL. No one has excuses. No one's going to entertain excuses. You play by, with wins and losses. There are no asterisks in the NFL. Um, but every team, I mean, the Eagles obviously lost to the Jets. The Eagles have an issue with their secondary. They got torched today by the Washington Commanders. Uh, you know, the 49ers right now, they were they were crowned unbeatable remember they were going to go undefeated 
they, what, they've lost three straight games now, right? The Bengals just demolished them. Uh, every single team in the NFL has a bad loss. This was the Chiefs' first one. I do want to talk about uh, DeAndre Hopkins very quickly. I keep hearing people throw his name out there. You know, I understand he would be the second best wide receiver probably on this team outside of Rasheed, uh, Rasheed Rice. But let's not get it twisted. I think you you guys are getting inflated the uh, former DeAndre Hopkins, the name DeAndre Hopkins, and thinking he is still this A.J. Brown-esque type player. Here's some numbers for you. 13 targets week one, 65 yards. Week two, 40 yards. Week three, 48 yards. Week four, 63 yards. Week six, 20 yards. The other two weeks, he's had two good weeks all season long, one for 140, Today, 128. Um, Obviously, two great weeks is better than zero great weeks, but that's still a decent chunk of change and draft capital to give up for a guy who's been wildly inconsistent. Don't know your thoughts there, but I do think at some time or sometimes we get conflated the name DeAndre Hopkins and fail to realize who he currently is right now. Well, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, it's a completely moot point. I think there's a 0% chance that we trade for Hopkins. If we were going to acquire him, we would have done it before he scored three touchdowns today. Like, the price of the brick has gone up. We're not going to get Hopkins. It's a moot point there. I I saw in the chat, can we win the Super Bowl without a number one wide receiver? We did last year. So, yes, absolutely. We could still win the Super Bowl this year. But this defense with Pat and Kelsey, of course – I don't think any moves at wide receiver are coming. I think that what we've got is what we've got. And if we do make a move, it's going to be a minor you know, depth add piece. We just don't have the capital after what we've already invested and in trying to maintain that flexibility for the future that Brett Beach loves. I think that there is no chance that we're getting a big name at receiver. I'm going to keep banging the Adam Thielen drum, man. I like that one. I like, I like Thielen. Go get him. He's not going to be on Carolina next year. He's cheap. I it just, I don't, I, the only reason they wouldn't move him is because they got a young quarterback and he's the young quarterback security blanket. But if the Chiefs make it worth their while, they'd be stupid not to make the trade. He's, he's an expiring asset. He's nothing for the future of that franchise. And for the Chiefs, you can just imagine you got a guy that comes in, he can play inside or out for you. He's going to catch the ball, he's going to get open. He's not going to be a burner or anything like that, but you you don't need that. I think if you pair Adam Thielen with Rasheed Rice in the slot, Travis Kelsey, Noah Gray, and then you got MVS or or Watson out there running those deep routes, I think you've got something. Because if I'm Mahomes, I'm going, I'm going Kelsey Rice Thielen. Like that's where I'm, that's where I'm looking, and I one of those guys is going to be open. I guarantee you on every single play. Will Brett Veach do it? I don't know. As Matt Verderam pointed out, and he's got sources within the Chiefs organization and around the NFL, he thinks they're done. And they have given up some draft capital. And, and maybe Brett Veach is, is, is looking at Andy Reid and being like, look, I gave you a lot of talent. There's a lot of receivers on the team. Figure it out. You know, make it work. And, and I think that if they don't make a move, it's going to be up to Andy and the offensive staff to sit down and be like, all right, we've played half a season now. Who do we have here? And we need to make some decisive decisions. No more pussyfooting around. Like, no more what's rotating Kadarius Tony. Let's still get Sky Moore some snaps. If they think Sky Moore sucks at this point, nail his ass to the bench. And that's it. Pick your guys and start working on making that work. Because if there's no help coming, it's going to have to come from within. 
I, I will also say I don't blame the Chiefs game plan, like Brett Veach's game plan of let's focus on the defense. I mean, the defense has been great all season long. They were really solid in this game outside of the first two drives. These scoring drives were 50, 39, and then 10 yards for the Broncos. Obviously, McCole Hardman uh, botched punt. So the defense, once again, did their job. But what it comes down to is the Chiefs tried building this the way the Patriots built it, which was, hey, we're going to focus on defense. Because you know what Tom Brady can't do? Tom Brady can't make the defense better. What can Tom Brady do? Make wide receivers better. You know, Julian Edelman, Wes Welker. He always had a guy, but let's not get it conflated. Wes Welker is not A.J. Brown. That's not the elite of the elite, right? He was a fine wide receiver. Uh, Patriots fans just think he was great because of what he did. And Julian Edelman, obviously, in the playoffs. Julian Edelman's numbers don't even compare to Dwayne Bowe. Okay, look it up. Dwayne Bowe had much better career numbers than Julian Edelman. The point is the Chiefs tried going at this a different way. They said Mahomes can elevate the wide receivers. This way he's not forced to score 35 plus points a game. That's the only way they'll they'll, they'll find a way to win. The game plan worked or the game plan is solid. The actual drafting and developing of wide receivers. Now that is what has been lacking. Yeah. And it's the good news is, is that it's a lot harder to put together a dominant defense because to mm-hmm. do that in the NFL, you need multiple pieces all over the place at all three levels. The Chiefs' problem, it's, it's not the offensive line. They've been great. It's not the running back. It's not the quarterback. It's a couple – it's not the tight ends. The tight ends have played well. It's a couple of receivers. And they could get one guy. One guy could totally change this, this team. Rasheed Rice, I think, is – is, is part of that, right? He can be like half that guy right now. He's a rookie. You get one one more, you know, Tyree Kill-like threat that's consistent. No, I'm not saying you're going to get Tyree Kill again, but just, just one more guy, and now your offense is humming. It's moving. Another person to elevate all the other guys that, you, you know, when you're not good at a position like that, what ends up happening is it puts too much pressure on guys who should just be role players. They may belong in the NFL, but they should just be role players. And then they have to start playing all the time. And I think like guys like, you know, Justin Watson's probably an example of that kind of guy where look, he's not, he's probably never going to be your go-to number one receiver. He's just not that guy, but he can be really effective. You put him next to a number, a true number one wide receiver and, and he's a fan favorite, and everybody loves him, and he makes all these clutch catches. Hell, he's doing it right now, and the Chiefs don't have that other guy. And that's what's happening right now. There's a, there's a, there's a, a glaring weakness on the team. Guys like Sky Moore, MVS, they're – I mean, Sky Moore may not be a role player at all, but like MVS, he's a role player. He can succeed and do well for you in the right situation. But right now, the Chiefs don't have that. they got to figure out a way to fix it whether it's a trade, whether it's an offseason, they, they're still going to win because they're the Chiefs. And they got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. They're going to be okay this year. How far they go, we'll see. But get, I will say this. Get ready for a week of the Bengals are the best team in the AFC. It's coming. Just make your peace with it right now if you're a Chiefs fan. Don't turn on ESPN because it's coming. That's what you're going to hear. It's going to be it's going to be Stephen A. Smith, and he's going to be like, the Kansas City Chiefs are not going to make the Super Bowl this year. And he's going to be talking about the Bengals, and he's going to be talking about the Bills, and that's what and, and the Dolphins. And then you're going to get prognostications of the Chiefs getting blown out in Germany and all that stuff. Just get ready for it. Make your peace with it. It's going to happen. 
Just think about okay. the end of the season. Who's standing there holding the Lamar Hunt trophy at the end of the year? That's all that matters. Uh, on that subject, Tyreek Hill's podcast should be pretty interesting this week. Can <laughs> be some fireworks there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, a lot of the teams looking good in the Chiefs. I think you're right. I think we're going to get that prognostication all week, and then we'll see how Germany goes before the bye. But it also does give the coaching staff and Mahomes and Kelsey an opportunity to, to take that as fuel and move forward. I love seeing pissed off Pat. It usually works out for us. So, you know, if they want to talk all week, let them talk. Bring it on, Tyree. Go ahead. By the end of the season, I like our chances. Uh, as far as the wide receiver goes, I kind of think this is what we're um, – Thielen, barring Thielen, that'd be great. But until we get MVS's money off the board, I, I imagine that we're going to get rid of him in this offseason. But it, he weighs down a lot of the salary cap, so it's kind of tough to commit that much to it. Sky Moore looks like the new CH. I do got to say, though, I wanted to mention this positive. How about only one carry for Clyde today? We've been yeah. asking for that for weeks, just one carry. I was happy to see that. So they're learning a little bit. It was a positive. It, the, the good news was Clyde only got one carry. The bad news was... Clyde got a carry. <laughs> it was a decent carry. Come on now. I'm all, I'm, all, I'm all for it, but but credit where credit's due. You got, what was it, one carry, five yards? Come on. It yeah, was a tough when one. You're, when you're only giving eight carries to Pacheco, like I'd rather those all go to, to that, Isaiah Pacheco. That's the thing that feels like a big problem to me because you could see it that Pat was frustrated and, you know, but we weren't running the ball at all relative to how much we were passing in the second half. And then, I mean, Pat still ended up with 38 passing attempts and the three carries, only 13 carries outside of that. And a few of them were on trick play jet sweep type things. So uh, I think that we need to see more of a balance, especially when it's clear that the passing game is going to struggle. I believe in Andy to adjust, but if he doesn't, then we leave the door open for games like this to happen again. It was, uh, it was brutal. We got one more super chat here from Taryn Young. The issue has not been highlighted, guys. Who can play like Chanel and Rice for guys like Snead and Sky? Let's develop a player or two. Yeah, look, that's on the Chiefs. Like That's on the Chiefs offensive staff to develop these young receivers. It looks like they're off to a good start with Rishi Rice. They totally whiffed on Sky Moore. They took a they took a flyer and Kadarius again, Kadarius Tony helped him win a Super Bowl. I don't think you ever have to apologize for that trade. I don't care what happens to him the rest of the way. Right? Um he filled a need, he filled the need. But yeah, they've got to they've got to develop some of these guys into a consistent uh receiver or they got to go get a blue chip guy that they know is going to be really good for them. And I will say guy who might be hitting the market, but I don't know how the salary cap gymnastics is going to work. There's a fellow by the name of T Higgins. It's probably going to be a free agent. He's not going to be cheap. Have you seen him this year? I'm not going to lie. I'm with you. If you've yeah, seen, you seen T Higgins this year, year this <laughs> yeah, they, were, they were banged up. This is, this is, I actually, one of the games I won money on was Bengals over Niners. I kept saying Joe Burrow off of a bye. He's finally healthy. Uh, don't want to talk that though, because bleep them. But T Higgins has had more drops than Rasheed Rice. It's been an absolute nightmare. Maybe I'm a little wrong. Maybe it's one less, one more for Rasheed. But T Higgins has had a massive, massive, massive drop issue this year. Yeah, people go through ups and downs. I think he's a really good receiver. I, I do I do want to say real quick, though, on the point of, of developing players, 
How about that guy, George Karloftis? How about the game that he had today? He yeah. he is a perfect example of a player that we're developing. Sneed, Sneed is another one. McDuffie, again, like we have had these big hits. Rice looks like he's developing as well. I believe that, that we can draft and develop players at key positions. I think we just happen to have two really obvious failures that are jumping out and kind of clouding the rest of it right now. And if we can recognize those, cut some costs and move on this offseason, I, th- I think this defense is good enough to to carry our offense if, if that's what it comes down to. Uh, so I, I believe in the coach's ability to draft and develop. I think there's just two really bad misses. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. And, and look, the Charles Amenehu signing is looking good. He's helping Carl Loftus. He's helping Chris jo- Like. So there's a lot to be excited about here today. This was just a game where the, the poor defense just had no chance. Their strength is rushing the passer, pass coverage. Um, let's give out some hardware. I I thought about just not doing earning their arrowheads this week because, <laughs> like, did anybody really? But some players played well, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, who kept them in the game that they shouldn't have been in, that they should have gotten completely obliterated and lost by 30. Who stood out to you? We'll start with Joe this week. Anybody getting an arrowhead from you? You don't have to give one out, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to to do it. Well, an honorary arrowhead to my man, Marcus. Um, but out, out, outside of that, Karloftis for sure gets one in my book. The The forced fumble that he had on Russ was fantastic. Two and a half sacks is fantastic production and matches he's been getting pressure for weeks without finishing the sack so to get two and a half added to his total i think is is excellent um mike dana i thought played really well tranquil had a good game and uh, offensively i'll give uh let's say a, a, qu- a quarter of one to rasheed rice because i thought that he looked good but it's you can't give anyone on the offensive full one i don't think yeah sterling butker man the butt kicker. Uh, I, I've been saying for a long time now, said it last year, and whenever he was going through his extra point struggles and his injury last year and people wanted him gone, find someone else, I kept saying, why? You know what he is when he's healthy. He's the second best kicker in the NFL. He has proven that. Once again, he is fully healthy, and he is bleeping back. He has yet to miss a kick all season long. Uh, Kevin Harlan tried to jinx him. Kevin Harlan tried his best, still drilled that 56-yarder. Harrison Bucker, I mean, what more can you say? Without him, the Chiefs don't score. He had three huge field goals. Uh, Field goals were obviously not going to be enough in this one, but got to give him credit for doing his job. Uh, Other guy I want to give a shout-out to is Trent McDuffie. Yet again, Trent McDuffie doing it all. He does it in the run game. He gets after the quarterback when he's called to on blitzes. Uh, He's always in the right position. Uh, At that one aspect late in the game, he actually acted almost as a safety as Justin Reed came down too quick. Guess who was in the back end to save a long touchdown? It was Trent McDuffie. He is always there. Massive Trent McDuffie fan. I really, really hope his lack of interception numbers, the lack of those splash plays, don't hurt him too much in regards to all pro and pro bowl voting because Trent McDuffie, come on now, that dude is elite. Yeah, he really is. Uh, for me, I'm going to give him to Drew Tranquil and Leo Chanel. You got injuries to Willie Gay, injuries to Nick Bolton. What do those guys do? They show up 11 and 10 tackles, respectively, 11 for Tranquil. Each of them got a sack, uh, a tackle for a loss for Tranquil, two tackles for a loss for Chanel. Each of them quarterback hit. I mean, in a game where Denver came out bound and determined to run the ball down Kansas City's throat, this this these guys stepped up. They held him to under four yards of carry. They kept him in the game, and, and they had to have been just absolutely gassed too, uh, because 
And, and I'm going to give it, this is a little bit of an unorthodox one, but I'm going to give one to Tommy Townsend, who punted the ball twice for 82 yards, one inside the 20, went up there and, and tried to make a tackle, put his body on the line. Not sure I want to see that again, but I, I just admire the guts from the guy. Um, the fact that the Chiefs only punted twice in this game. Like, you look at, the, you look at some elements of the block score and you're like, oh, yeah, they killed him. And uh, he just kept giving – they didn't need to punt. They were arm punting. They were handing the ball off. Um, so those guys get my arrowhead. On offense, nobody. <laughs> I'm not giving it to anybody. Travis Kelsey played okay, um, did, did what he could, but it just wasn't enough for anybody. Justin Watson, baby. Justin Watson, two times. His best zero. Gronkowski cyborg elbow arm guard thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was brutal. Uh, oh, shout out to shout out to uh, to to Reed for the blocked kick. Mm-hmm. That was a super athletic play. Uh, Great exactly. timing. I was going to say Andy, and I was going to say, please no. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, not that Reed. Um, that was a good play, and that gave the they, that really gave the Chiefs a huge lift um, when they needed it, and it just, of course, the offense just couldn't couldn't make good on it. Um, so listen, it's it's Halloween week, Chiefs fans. Um, enjoy your holiday, you know, enjoy your holiday. Don't read about the only website I want you to read this week is arrowheadaddict.com. Our guy, Matt Connor has got you covered the crew there. They'll handle all the fallout, the injury updates. Of course, it's the trade deadline on Halloween as well. So make sure you're arrowheadaddict.com. Keeping an eye on that. We'll be here. If the chiefs make any move, we'll scramble. We'll jump on. We'll go live. We'll keep you informed and keep you updated on what's going on. But other than that, Tune out the rest of the noise because it's just going to annoy you, and you're already in a bad mood. I know. Read I'm a good book. Come on, this is a smart, astute show that we are running over here. Okay, um, pick up a good book. That's yeah. what, get your mind off this Chiefs hell. They're going to be fine. They're six two. They're okay. But get a good book over here. Yeah, yeah. You get the number one seed right now. Um, and you got a chance to really lock it down next week if you're a Chiefs fan. Uh, we'll be back. Um, we will be back with our regular slate of shows this week as well, of course. So make sure you tune in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, and then we'll have breakfast with Arrowhead Addict on, uh, on, on, on Sunday morning when the Chiefs kick off at 8.30 Central Time. We'll be here at uh, Time TBD, but early. It'll be early. Make your blood Make some pancakes. It's breakfast with Arrowhead Addict. I'm calling it now. I'll bring the donuts. Um, we're going to wash this bad taste out of our mouth. I'm going to be washing this bad taste out of my mouth for the rest of the evening. Um, I will be in a robe. What's that? <laughs> I will be in a robe. If you think I'm in any other clothing item besides a robe for that game, you were out of your gourd. It's, it's breakfast with Arrowhead Attic, pajama party. If you got your cheese pajamas, let's rock and roll. Uh, it should be a good time. Uh, big game in Germany. For Kansas City. Appreciate all of you for sticking with us tonight. Uh, I know everyone's annoyed. Thanks to everybody who who kicked in a super chat. It really does help us. If you're interested in becoming an Arrowhead Addict member, check out the link in the description where you can join our private Discord, our fantasy football league, our happy hours, all that stuff. Hang out with other, get to know other Chiefs fans, hang out with the hosts in the Discord. It's a really good time. And um, thanks to producer Richard for for burning the midnight oil with us tonight. Uh, and of course, to Sports Illustrated's Matt Bergeram. We're going to get out of here. Go enjoy Sunday Night Football. Hopefully the Chargers will lose. Uh, for Sterling Holmes, for Joe Summers, for producer Richard, my name is Patrick Allen. We will see you early next week. But until then, as always, go Chiefs.
Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. 